0: Who knows what magic lurks in the hearts of men? Madame Pemita knows. <laughs> this is episode 26 of Magic and the Law of Attraction with Madame Pamita. Hello everyone, I'm your host, Madame Pemita, and you're listening once again to Magic and the Law of Attraction. The podcast where you'll learn how to transform your life in magical ways to make it the very best that it can be. Hello, everyone. I'm your host, Madam Pamita, and you're listening to Magic and the Law of Attraction, the podcast where you'll learn how to transform your life in magical ways to make it the very best that it can be. Well, this episode is going to be a really exciting one. First of all, because we're back. The podcast is back after a little hiatus. And I've got some great shows lined up for you. You're going to love this one and love the ones to come. This one, we're going to be talking about how you begin doing magic. Can I really do magic? The seeds of all magic developing your own magical code of ethics and five steps to starting your own magical practice and even how to set up your very first altar. So this is gonna be a great, great show. Before we get started with that, though, I wanna share a little bit of news. First of all, if you appreciate the content that I offer here on YouTube, on the podcast, uh, my blog postings, all of those things that I give for you to, to you for free, then you'll want to support me a little bit I've been hearing that you want to support me a little bit, and I'll tell you the way that you can do that. I have a new book coming out called The Book of Candle Magic by Madame Pamita. It's coming out on Llewellyn Books, and it's going to be out in October of 2020. However, if you can pre-order it, which you can do, that super, super, super helps me. So best way to do that, go to your local independent bookstore and ask them to order it. If you, there's another way that you can pre-order and that is to go online. There is of course, uh, Amazon and you can do it on my shop as well, parlorofwonders.com. So lots of ways that you can help me out by supporting me by, uh, pre-ordering my book, the book of candle magic. It's going to be out in October, 2020. Very excited about it. And you can find it in all those places in real life and online, Also want to let you guys know there's a couple things happening here at the Parlor of Wonders in 2020. I am offering New Moon Hearth Service every month on the new moon. And to be a part of that, you can just go to Parlor of Wonders, uh, go to services, check out the New Moon Hearth Service, and you can watch a little video I've made about that, and you can also read about it and possibly be in on the next New Moon Hearth service, which will be opening up on the following, the next full moon. That's when the sales, the reservations open up. Got a couple of dates that I'm gonna be doing things out in the world. And I wanna share those with you. Um, Panthea Con is coming in San Jose. That's a big gathering of uh, pagans and magical people. And this is gonna be the last one. And I will be there. It's gonna be taking place February 14th through 17th. In San Jose. I'll be um, having a vendor booth in the vendor area, and I'll also be hosting, along with some dear friends, co-hosting a uh, tarot-themed disco, and that will be happening on the 15th at 11 p.m. at PantheaCon. So be sure to find me in the vendor area or come over to my disco party on the 15th. i um, also doing something coming up Um, Northwest Tarot Symposium is coming up March 6th through 9th, and I'll be there. I'll be doing uh, co-hosting, co-hosting, co-teaching a class with my dear friend Jim Barker of the Divine Hand, Divine Hand Palmistry. He is going to be teaching a class on palmistry. Well, we're doing a palmistry tarot mashup is what we call it, but But basically, it's going to be learning about palmistry in the tarot cards. And you'll learn so much about palmistry, so much about how those symbols of the hands and the gestures of the hands in the cards add another dimension of meaning to the tarot. So if you're a tarot nerd like I am, you'll want to go over to the Northwest Tarot Symposium and have some fun with us at that workshop. So let's get started with this episode. Um, How do I begin doing magic? So first question most people ask is, Can I really do magic? Is that something that it's possible for me to do? I'm gonna tell you something, you're already doing magic. If you are saying prayers, if you are wishing for something, if you're even having thoughts or intentions about something, you are already doing magic. You are already doing those um, spells that you you don't even realize that you're doing. So the difference between somebody who is unconsciously doing it and someone who's consciously doing it is that consciousness. They have the awareness that they're doing magic. They have the awareness that they are in control of their destiny and that they can make things happen for themselves. So let's talk about what the seed of all magic is. I often refer to this... Um, this concept of the seed of all magic. And what I mean by that is that all magic starts with a thought. You cannot have anything. Well, actually, not even just magic. Everything starts with a thought. The chair that you're sitting on, the color of the paint on the wall was all once someone's thought. And the same thing goes with any kind of magical intention. It all starts with your thinking and with your thought. So, for example, if you are someone who has the belief that I'm never never going to go to college, it's not going to happen. Nobody in my family's ever gone to college. It won't be possible for me. You're setting a spell for yourself. The spell is that you won't go to college. That's all right, but that's the spell that you're setting. The same thing can be reversed though. If you have the thought, I don't care that no one in my family's gone gone to college, but I'm going to go to college, you are setting that spell. So the difference between the two of those is the intention. Do you intend to go to college or do you intend not to go to college? It doesn't matter either way, but if you want to go to college but you keep telling yourself that I'm never going to be that go be able to go or it's not possible for me, then you are kind of cutting yourself off at the pass and it, you're making it difficult. Are really impossible for you to ever manifest that thing. So the most important thing that I would say to you is as a new magical practitioner is to first pay attention to your thoughts. That's the very first thing. If you want to begin magic, start paying attention to your thoughts. Look at what you're thinking. Are you thinking things that are supporting your intentions or the things that you want? Or are you working against yourself? And when you're working against yourself, To work and make an effort to switch into the gear where you are setting things in the course of what you do want rather than in the course of what you don't want. Next thing I would say to you if you are wanting to develop a magical practice is you want to start thinking about your words. Your words are really important too. So you can have great thoughts, but if your words are not matching your thoughts, because either you're modest or you want to commiserate with someone or you're motivated in some other way, you're trying to not be too braggy or something like that, um, then you are also holding yourself back from manifesting and creating and making through magic. So then after you start paying attention to your thoughts, next step is to start paying attention to your words. What do I mean by that? Well, what are you saying? If you're saying, I want love, you're thinking, I want a relationship. You got your right thought going toward what it is that you want. But what's coming out of your mouth is, oh, I'm never going to find someone, or it's too hard to find a relationship, or is, is it ever going to happen for me? Then you're also setting out a spell. Your words are an incantation. Your words are spells. The word spell comes from speaking, the same root. So, what you say, the incantations that you say, the words that you say are quite powerful. And if, even if your heart desires something, if your words aren't matching that thing, it's not going to be very easy for you to get to that thing. Now, the flip side is also the reverse. You can say things like affirmations, like positive statements and so on, that can get you to the place where you do have that, uh, you are sending out that intention. So a lovely, a beautiful little practice that I recommend that everybody does is to say, for example, look at yourself in the mirror and tell yourself, I love you look yourself in the eye and tell yourself, I love you. Those words are powerful and will resonate and will create for you self-love. And when you are in a place of self-love, there's so much that you can accomplish. Then you feel empowered, you feel confident, you feel worthy, and you will start to manifest amazing things. So that very simple thing, that very simple phrase, just those words can be quite, quite powerful. But think about other ways that you can do this and other ways that you can uh, use your words in ways to speak your intention of what it is that you want. Now we're getting to the next step. So if you've aligned your thoughts to what it is toward what it is that you want and you've aligned your words toward what it is that you want, then you're at the place when taking action is the next step. So what do we mean by taking action? Well, let's say, for example... Um, I want to bring a new love into my life. So the first thing I do is I look at my thoughts. Am I having thoughts that are um, holding me back, making me feel like it's not possible? Or am I having self-defeating thoughts, thoughts of lack of self-worth or whatever? I first need to clean up my thinking around it and get into a positive state of mind, reinforcing that, of course, with the affirmations, the words, the things that are coming out of my mouth as I talk to other people about relationships and so on, to get your mind and your words in alignment. Once you've done that, the next step is to take action. So if new relationship was what I wanted, thoughts, words, and now going out into the world so that the synchronicities can happen so that I can meet the person that is my perfect partner that I have that intention to meet. So you think about like the, the actions that you can take. What are those actions that can help you? If you're looking for a new job, the action of natural action, of course, is to go put out a resume or to, um, go to a job fair or knock on doors or do whatever it is that's going to bring about that job. And you you probably know the action that you need to take. Most people know. And if you're not clear, you know, then you know what your step is to get that clarity. That's your action to do. Next step after you've done that, you know, that part of your magic Well, another part of it, I should say another part of the action before we skip ahead, it kind of combines this step and the other step, and that's to do spell work. So an action can be to light a candle, for example, or create a mojo bag or to um, do do a cleansing bath. Those are all kinds of things that you can do magically to support their actions that support and reinforce your thoughts and your beliefs and your intention. Now, that's kind of bringing in the next step, which is um, to bring in spirit. So I love co-creating with spirit. And when you think of spirit, you can put whatever deity on that. You can call it the force. You can call it whatever you want to call it, but I call it spirit. So when you bring in spirit into the equation, you then are inviting spirit to be assisting you in this. And that can be something like um, being relaxed about the timing of it. It's going to open up in perfect timing, for example. That's a great intention to put out there. I want a relationship, I'm ready for a relationship, it's going to open up in perfect timing because I want the best and I'm trusting in spirit to open that up when I'm ready and that other person is ready. Same thing with the job to relax and let spirit do what spirit's going to do. You're doing all your work on your end. You're, you're pounding the pavement. You're sending out the resumes. You're speaking in positive ways. You're thinking in positive ways. Your intention is really strong, confident, and positive. Now you let spirit do what spirit's going to do. And that last sort of element of that sort of goes into the idea of patience, that you have that patience of being willing to let the cake bake in the oven as long as the cake needs to bake. You know, it's like we don't put a cake in the oven and look at it every two minutes and go, Oh, it's not baking. We let it cook for 20 or 30 minutes before we check the oven. So the same thing with your spell work, we always want to put something out there, whether you're doing a spell, you're, you know, you're doing your work of pounding the pavement, you're keeping your thoughts and your words positive around this. Now, let it open up, be in that place of, of patience, be in that place of trust with spirit that it's going to open up in perfect timing. And there you have the essence of magic. That's seed of magic right there. That whole idea that you start with the thought, the idea of what it is that you want, you reinforce those positive thoughts through your words, through your actions, through being in that place of allowing with spirit and through your patience. And then everything feeds that energy to open up so, so beautifully. Now, whenever you're starting to do a magical practice, I think it's really useful to get into the place where you start thinking about your ethics about magic. Because now we're getting into more complicated things, you know, doing a, doing a thought spell for, let's say, getting a job or for bringing in a love into your life. Uh, you've got to start thinking about, especially when you get into love issues or issues about more complicated magic, you're going to start thinking about what my ethics are, what, what are my boundaries in terms of what I will do and won't do, and so on. So Magic itself is not a religion. Magic is not a, a magical practice is not a religion. Every religion has a magical component to it. We have mystics and shamans and priests and priestesses and all kinds of people who are doing magical work, but magic itself is not a religion. So because magic is, goes over all faiths and even no faith, you get to sort of, devise your own set of ethics and your own set of rules. So the first question you want to ask yourself when you're starting your magical practice or before you're really going to get very invested in doing magic is, do I belong to a religion or a spiritual practice? And what does my religion or my practice teach about ethics? So if you have your own ethical construct that you have, you want to start there as your foundation for your magic. There's no point in saying, well, I'm going to do magic that violates my own ethics or my my the ethics of my spiritual practice that you don't want to do those things. So if you're, you know, if your practice says um you're not going to harm anyone, then you're obviously not going to do any magic to harm anyone. If your personal ethics are saying I don't harm p- others, then you're not going to do magic that harms then you want to ask the question, next question you want to ask is, what does my religion or my practice teach about magic or spell work, if anything? I mean, do they have some kind of restriction on it? Does your Do you agree with it? Do you not agree with it? Do you you want to toe that line or not toe that line it's up to you so you might want to learn like what are the magical practices within your own if you belong to a faith what is the, what are the magical practices within your faith and where do you lie on that spectrum of of you know being very very strict or not strict and you get to decide for that for yourself as well next thing you want to ask yourself in your magical code of ethics is what are my boundaries about harm to others are you very black and white. I will never harm anyone. Or will you harm someone under certain circumstances? I mean, those are questions that you want to ask. And in terms of your magical practice, what you're willing to do or not do. So in your own ethics, do you allow something like cursing? Maybe you allow binding, but you don't allow cursing. Or maybe you allow cursing if someone is harming a member of your family or whatever, whatever. But that has to be decided by you as you sit down with yourself and ask yourself that question. Another question that you want to ask yourself and to get into your ethics, what are your standards about controlling others? Do you feel comfortable in doing spells that are controlling that you're stopping someone from doing something or that you're controlling someone and making them do something? How do you feel about that? Next question would be, how do I feel about coercive magic. That means magic where your wishes and your will supersedes another person's will. Are you willing to do a spell that your will dominates the other person? They don't want to be in a relationship with me, but I want them to be in a relationship with me, and I am I willing to do that kind of a spell? That's a great example. So you want to Ask yourself that question. I mean, these kinds of questions would be great to be journaling about, thinking about in a thoughtful way, not just coming up with a pat answer, but actually sitting down and thinking about it and journaling somehow seems to do that. So you can write these down as you're listening or go back and rewind and then write them down. Um, More questions to ask yourself. What are your beliefs about magical responsibility? Do you think that there's a threefold law, for example, that what you put out there Um, comes back to you three times? Or do you think that there's a law of karma that what you put out there, you pay the price in some way for what you're doing? So these are the questions you want to ask yourself and your own belief system and apply that to your magical work. Another question you might want to ask in coming up with your magical code of ethics, what are your connections to nature and the earth? Is the earth and nature there to serve you? Are you meant to, to protect it and be a steward of it? Are you meant to coexist with it? You get to answer that question for yourself. And lastly, I'd say, what are your thoughts and beliefs about doing magic on behalf of another person? Are you okay with doing magic for another person? Do you think magic should be done just for the individual and not involve other people? these are the kinds of thoughtful questions to think about, to reflect on, to write about. And as you do that, you're going to start to feel like you're going to understand what your boundaries are as you start to get more deeply into your magical practice. Uh, Before you begin working magically, it's a good idea to think about what kind of spells you're willing to do and how they align with your code of ethics. I mean, is it something that you are willing to do and under what circumstances. Think of what your boundaries are, and that will give you a sense of safety and rightness and feeling like your um, magical practice is something that's elevating you rather than something you feel conflicted about. Um, When you watch videos and books and so on, even my videos, even my books, um, know that you can adapt them to fit what your code of ethics is as you start to get that code of ethics as you start to understand you're going to f- come across lots of stuff with lots of different philosophies and lots of different codes of ethics and i always advise people to take what works for you and leave the rest if you, if something doesn't feel right if it doesn't you know sort of vibe with you leave it alone you don't need to do it there's no right way and wrong way, it's just your way, what's right for you. And I think that's a really important thing to pay attention to, to listen to your own inner guidance. And especially when you're finding out in the wild west of the internet, when you're finding all this um, information out there, see what sits right with you. And if it doesn't sit right with you, just leave it. And that includes things like that I make. If you see something that I make, you find something useful, great. If you find something that's like, "Mm, that's not me, that's all right too. There's nothing that I say ever that is like, this is the one way or the right way. It's offering what I know to teach you, and you can take it or leave it. So I bet you have a lot of questions about your magical practice just from listening to this, you know. Well, in a minute, I'm going to be telling you about those five steps for making all magic and how to set up your altar at home. But I also want to tell you a little bit about a way that you can meet with me for free and ask me your questions about spells, and witchcraft, and magic, and the law of attraction, spiritualism, and all that good magical, mystical stuff. Every Sunday, I host a live magic Q&A Tea Party. It takes place on Zoom, or what I like to call the Spell Squad Clubhouse, and in it, my guests and I answer your questions about all the magical things, including your questions about beginning your own magical practice. It doesn't cost anything to join us there, but you do have to be a member of the Spell Squad to get in. So how do you get to be a member? It's easy. You go to SpellSquad.com, and you sign up for my newsletter, and you'll get a link to join us over your computer, your smartphone, or even a regular phone. You can join us just listening to the audio as well. It takes place every Sunday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, 7 p.m. Central, and 8 p.m. Eastern Time. And if you want to see past episodes, you can check them out on my YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash Madam Pamita. But go ahead and go over to Spell Squad and sign up today so you can join the Spell Squad. You'll get a ton of free goodies, including the link to join us on the Sunday live QA. You can also get a free book. There's not. There's a free ebook that you get just for joining the Spell Squad. I give it away. It's th- a 33-page book, Seven Secrets to Supercharge Your Spellwork. So you'll want to get that as well. But come over and join us on the live Q&A every Sunday, 5 p.m. Pacific time, 6 p.m. Mountain, 7 p.m. Central, 8 p.m. Eastern. I hope we see you there. We have a great time. Bring a cup of tea and join me for an hour and get your questions answered about all kinds of magical stuff. So let's go back to talking about the five steps to starting your own magical practice. So first thing, your thoughts. Pay attention to your thoughts. Change your thoughts. Do meditation. That will also shift your thinking. Keep your focus. Focus on your intention. Focus on your outcomes, what it is that you want to bring in. How can I bring it in? And keep that focus there. Be sure you're paying attention to it. Um, do some visioning exercises um, that can be making a vision board which is to put pictures and words up on a on a poster board or you can do something like a guided meditation or even your own visualization your own daydreaming all of those are very very positive for amping up that thought okay pay attention to your thoughts shift them in the right direction and support them with these things that i'm telling you about next thing your words how can i work, do my magic with my words. Well, of course, there's a spoken word. We talked about that. Your affirmations that you say, the prayers that you say, the incantations that you say, all those spoken words are really, really powerful. But also your written words are powerful. Writing out petition papers, creating sigils, working with a gratitude journal. Those are all ways that you can make magic by writing something as well. And that counts as part of your Magic words. Pay attention to both your thoughts and your words and change them in the direction that you want things to go. Next, of course, is back to that action again. Get your action in alignment with your thoughts and your words. Like, don't say, I want something, but then don't do anything about it. Like, I want a new job, but then you don't send out any resumes. It's not going to produce anything. So, get your action supporting those two things the thoughts, the words, and the action all going toward the same goal. Super, super powerful. I always say dress for success. (laughs) If you want to be something, dress like that thing that you want to be. If you want to be a lover, dress like you're going on a date. If you want to be a chef, dress up like a chef. (laughs) If you want to be somebody who is abundant and prosperous, treat yourself and get yourself something nice. You know, Go find even like, you know, you can find really good quality stuff, sometimes even secondhand, but dress in something really lush and nice for yourself so that you start to feel that way about what it is that you want. You start, you know, dressing for the job that you want, right? That's why I always wear a witch costume because that's the job I want, (laughs) Not really wearing one today, but carry charms and talismans. That's another great action. You can carry things like a mojo bag or a charm or something that's um, magical that supports your outcome of what it is that you are wanting to manifest. Do those spells that we've talked about. If you don't know how to do a spell, um, there's a great resource. I sell spell kits at ParlorWonders.com. You don't have to know anything because all the instructions are there telling you exactly what to do. I also have videos up online showing you exactly what to do. So there's really no excuse for you not to do a spell. You've got all the resources there to do it. Everything's showing you how or telling you how. And if you get a spell kit, you've got all the materials that you need to do it and you can just get started right away. Do the thing, right? Do the thing, whatever it is. You know what it is. We have to do the thing to get to what it is that we want. And that's part of that action. Invite in spirit. That means invite your gods, your goddesses, your ancestors, your angels, the elements you can invite natural forces you can invite the force if you're a star wars nerd like i am you can Im- just have the belief and that faith and then bring that in inviting that spirit in to assist you that's super super important in this process i think you know it's some part that we kind of tend to forget about but we want to invite those other energies in to support us so that we don't have to do all the work ourselves have that patience Trust that your work is good and that your best outcome is coming. I always like to say when we're doing a spell, a candle spell in particular, we want to look for three signs. We want to look for movement, sorry, messages, and then movement, and then manifestation. Messages are those signs, those synchronicities that we get from the universe. They may be seeing repeating numbers, hearing a significant song, getting an animal spirit guide showing itself to you. Any of those things can be those messages that we're getting. Those are the first thing you want to see when you've completed your candle magic or completed your spell or putting out an intention for something. Look for those messages. We also want to see movement. Within a few weeks, We, you know, more or less, we should see some kind of movement of something cooking, something happening. And then within a few months, that means anytime between a day and a few months, we should see the manifestation. If you don't, then it's time to take a different strategy, reflect on what it is that, are you still thinking in the positive way or are you blocking yourself in some way and so on. So messages, movement, manifestation. Now I'm gonna tell you a little simple alter that you can make at home that will start you on your path to doing magic. What is an altar, for example? An altar is a focal point for your magic. So you could put things up, in, you know, important talismans or other things, put things up on your altar that remind you of your intentions, of your magical spells. Um, you could burn a candle on your altar. You could set a an image on your altar, in a, in a photo, in a frame, for example, or a little statue. There's all kinds of things that you can do with your altar. So your altar is a setup as a focal point for that prayer, that meditation, or that magic. So clear, just simply clear a space on a small table, a nightstand. You can use a windowsill, anything that you're going to make your dedicated magical space. Get a candle, get some gemstones. You could put flowers on it. You could put photos on it. You could create symbols or write petition papers. Make sure that whatever you do, if you're going to burn a candle, that the area is clear, that there's nothing that can catch fire. That means for curtains, papers, anything like that. You don't want that around if you're burning a candle. But if you're not burning a candle, those things are no big deal. Make sure that you, if you are burning a candle, that you can keep your eye on that candle, that you're burning that candle when you are awake and at home. And if you go to sleep, when you go to sleep, when you leave the house, snuff it out and then relight it when you come back. Start to live your life every day in a magical way. I think that is probably my last tip on um, how do you begin. Your life can be filled with magic. If you start taking it moment by moment, being mindful, being present, and thinking about being intentional at all times. What is it you intend in the morning? There's a beautiful practice to do. Wake up in the morning. What do you intend for the day? That's a great way to start your day in a very, very magical way. And then support it with your words, support it with your actions, support it by inviting spirit to help you get to that intention. And you are well on your way to a fabulous magical practice. Well, that about does it for this episode of Magic and the Law of Attraction. If you would like to get even more info about starting your magical practice, then check out my magic blog. Over at ParlorofWonders.com, I've got an article, blog article, How to Begin Your Magical Practice. Go to Parlor of Wonders, go to Instruction, go to Magic Blog, where you can read more about starting your own magical practice, and you can find all kinds of other articles teaching you about magic, tarot, witchcraft, law of attraction, spiritualism, All the magical, mystical goodies, and don't forget if you have questions about all that good stuff, then you'll want to join me at my live magic Q and A tea party. It's every Sunday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Mountain, 7 p.m. Central, 8 p.m. Eastern. Go to Spellsquad.com to get the secret code to get in. And as I told you, there's a little secret. If you do that, you'll also get a copy of my gorgeously illustrated ebook, Seven Secrets to Supercharge Your Spellwork. Just go to Spellsquad.com and get your free copy today. A huge huge thank you to all of the law of attraction magicians out there, law of attractioneers that who have subscribed to and shared this podcast with friends and a big love to the fabulous folks who have left reviews on iTunes. Those reviews really really help and they get the word out to a wider audience about the podcast and I super appreciate you taking the time to do them. Every week I pick my favorite written review and I give a shout out to that person and this week my favorite review was by Photify is Fire. New to listening to this and to the realm of learning. Well, then this was the perfect episode for you. I love this. Bobby Sue, this is really waking my mind up and helping me to realize the things I've missed over the years. Well, Bobby Sue, thank you so much. Photify is Fire. I thank you so much for writing that Review. And if you want your shout out for your review, go on over there to iTunes and leave a review. And if I pick it, I'll give you a shout out at the end of my show. Thank you to Gilles Navarre for production and engineering of the show. And thank you to Manfred Hofer, my amazing boyfriend, for announcing. And thank you so much for joining me. I'm looking forward to next week when we'll be answering the question How can I make magic with the full moon? Until next time, this is Madam Pamita saying, Keep making your life the most magical adventure ever.